0: Good afternoon, or good evening, and welcome to the Vanguard. Can we lower the, that radio just
1: a little bit? So we're just gonna, Tony, just gonna need you to mute your mic, please.
0: Yeah, I need you to mute the mic, Tony.
1: I think he muted us.
0: Yeah, I think he muted us. I'm um, pretty sure he <laughs> muted
1: us. Anyway, all right. uh, uh Yes, the thing you well, said. Can we lower that just a little bit? Just a little, sweetie. Please, just lower it a little. Folks, thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom featuring me and Matt and our special guest who <laughs> muted us instead of himself. Uh, be sure to share this right now. The last thing we want is for people to not hear our friend Tony talk to his wife while we wait to introduce <laughs> him. Uh, and uh that's a, a good time had by all uh however you are watching this whatever platform you're using whether you're watching or listening be sure to share this right now be sure to like us follow us subscribe whatever it is you do on the thing that you're doing it on uh and if it's on youtube be sure to follow us uh or to press subscribe but also hit the bell and that way your phone can blow up and i'm gonna mute my phone because if we'd like we'd hate to have any kind of audio mishaps on this episode that would be terrible um and uh, that would be terrible, and uh, we can blow your phone up with notifications, so be sure to hit the bell. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, stick it to big tech. Like, share, comment. <laughs> Keep us in the algorithms, because they don't – they they, stopped they just completely stopped recommending us on Facebook, according to a notification I got. Um, that sounds about right. So first and foremost, I would like to thank the fine people at Siesta Cava siestacava.com for the coffee that i'm drinking on today's episode
1: and i'd like to thank le bleu for this delicious ultra pure water that i'm drinking on this episode of muddy waters of freedom Bula binaka.
0: Bula binaka. yes Oh.
1: <laughs> so this is a very oh yeah This episode is brought to you by by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing waffle-related caucus in this or any other political party in this godforsaken planet. Be sure to become a member of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus by going to the Facebook group Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. Uh, If you want to become a seated, duly- duly badged member which is a much bigger deal an official member of the caucus uh you go to muddywatersmedia.com slash store and pick up pick yourself up a libertarian party waffle house caucus button buttons love libertarians like libertarians love buttons this episode of course is brought to you by the gravy king and of course this episode is brought to you by nug of knowledge smokable cbd products nug of knowledge isn't like your regular uh cbd product provider Because it's weed. That's what they sell, weed. And also, uh, every bit of the proceeds, or a bit of the proceeds, not every bit, but a bit of the proceeds go towards fighting the disastrous war on drugs. Uh, They also have a compassionate use program uh, for veterans and the disabled and other people who can't afford weed. And many people who try this say that it helps them with many different things because they're smoking weed. Of course they would. Um, So if you go to nugofknowledge.com, and use the checkout code I'm SPIKE, S-P-I-K-E, you, right, you get 10% off. That's uh, right, Tony. You get 10% off of your nug of knowledge, yes. uh, the Smokable CBD, uh, today. This episode, of course, is also brought, also brought to you by N-
2: Joe Saloski nope.
1: nope. for Pennsylvania nope. Governor. Joe Saloski nope. is the key to Pennsylvania right, success. Bye-bye. And uh, if you want to help Joe in his run for Pennsylvania Governor as a libertarian, go to com. That's J O E. S-O-L-O-S-K-I dot com. Uh, and this episode is brought to you by, still haven't tried it yet, I keep forgetting, Mud water, Coffee Alternative. If you were thinking to yourself, gee, I'd like to drink something that looks like coffee but isn't and has mushrooms in it, well, we have some fantastic news for you, friend. Mud water is the uh, most muddied, watery coffee alternative out there. Uh, it's got masala chai in it. It's got cacao, not just cocoa, cacao. Uh, and it's got uh, mushrooms, not those kinds of mushrooms, uh, good mushrooms. Well, those are m- good mushrooms too. But these are the good mushrooms that don't get you high. Um, it's also got turmeric, and uh, sea salt, and cinnamon, and that's it. That's it, guys. But if you want to try it out, even before I've tried it, uh, well, Matt, you tried it. What did you think of it?
0: I d- I did try it. Um, so I, I've I've tried it a couple of different times and in a couple of different ways, and uh, it gives you a good like. It's not like the coffee energy. Uh, but you get, a, you do get a lot more focus and it, uh, you get a lot more focus and it, you don't really notice as it wears off, like you do with coffee or other, um, other substances that might give you a crash. Uh, you kind of just kind of, it just sort of dissipates and it's gone and, but, uh, I the, the flavor of it is not as bad as I was expecting it to be, and if you add some honey, it's actually pretty darn good. Um, That's a I, I recommend endorsement. it to everybody out there.
1: We well, heard it right from the horse's mouth, kids. Go to Mudwater, uh, go to MuddyWatersMedia.com slash mud and get yourself some mud water today, and then I'll let you know probably tomorrow, if I remember, to tell you how it tastes. Mudwater. Well, MuddyWatersMedia.com slash mud Thank you so much. This episode, of hey, course, is brought to you by a Personal Injury Attorney Chris Reynolds, Attorney at Law. If you're in the Florida area of Florida, if you're in any, if you're in Florida, then in the Florida
0: area of Florida. If you're in the Florida area of the United States, if you're States, in the part
1: of Florida that is Florida, yeah. If you're in the Florida area of the of the USA, and you find yourself personally injured, well, that is, I'm so sorry. That's terrible, but. Uh, If you contact Chris Reynolds at ChrisReynoldsLaw.com, he will get you, like, giant stacks of money.
0: Just big... Stacks on stacks on stacks. Boom,
1: boom, boom, boom. You can make a rap video where you're holding up Benjamins to your head like it's a brick phone. ChrisReynoldsLaw.com
0: It'll be in the form of a check, so it won't be as exciting. It'll just be one piece of paper.
1: Right, but you can cash it out. You can cash it out, yes. I prefer attorneys that actually hand you cash. Giants, like, the <laughs> giant, like a, a briefcase.
0: Right, the, those completely legitimate <laughs> attorneys
1: <laughs> who hand so you briefcases full of cash. It, unfortunately, because Chris Reynolds is an actual legitimate legal attorney, he does not give you giant briefcases of cash. But you can take his checks and – I mean, depending on the reward, it might be it might be it might be dollar bills, but it's you can he'll get you enough money to make a thing to put up against your head. Chris Reynolds law dot com. Uh, so, Matt, we have a, an incredible episode today. We actually have two guests. So we we're going to see two how that works. We're excited about that. Yep.
0: Um, <laughs> we have a we have a fantastic first guest. Um, all the way yes. from, uh, Rochester, New York,
1: we have Mr. Tony Vacari. Tony, thanks Tony so much Vicari. for coming on. Yeah.
0: Where am I? There I am. Well, there you are. On, Can you hear us? Thank you. Can you hear us right now?
1: Yes. Excellent. Okay, good. Uh, good. Well, excellent. good. So, so Tony, uh, tell us a little bit. The reason that we're having you on is you had a, uh, a, quite a, a terrible situation, uh, with your daughter, uh, Samantha, or Sammy. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that? We can kind of dive into that.
3: Yeah, yeah, I'll give you a, a, a quick um, summary of that. My daughter, who was 30 years old, was diagnosed with breast cancer in October. Um, oh, gosh. So we found that out. She had a lumpectomy, got that out. They scored that, and they said that, you know, she should follow that up with radiation and chemo. Um, she had her first chemo done december 9th um, which was on a wednesday Um, she had that done and by thursday and friday she was feeling pretty bad and she called the doctor and they said man that doesn't sound like chemo after effects maybe you should get tested for covid she got tested that friday saturday came back positive by monday she's in the hospital with covid feeling really bad hard to breathe Um, so she's in the hospital for about 10 days from the 14th to the 24th, we've been talking to her, but you can't visit, right? Because we're on lockdown. So you can't go there, can't see her, can't do anything. She's in lockdown. She's in ICU. I get a call just about midnight Christmas Eve from the hospital saying, we're going to vent your daughter. That's how bad she was. So they vented her, and she was vented for 40 days. Hmm. So those whole 40 days, her and anybody that's in ICU, and she was pretty critical at that time, couldn't go visit right you had to depend on the staff and the staff to a person was awesome i called them my icu angels because they were my lifeline they're everybody's lifeline during that time because you can't you can't go visit you know so they're your eyes and your ears and, and everything right so they gotta they gotta take everybody's icu stuff um, i did get a couple of calls during that time um, that they thought possibly my daughter wasn't going to make it through the night you know blood pressure's dropping wow. and and I said, Well then I'll be there in just a couple of minutes. And like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, you can't you can't come in. And I said, Well, yes, I can. <laughs> and so they were, they were really gracious and uh, they did let us in a couple of times. And the last time that that happened, from that moment on, um, we were able to go in there and visit her and touch her and hold her and you know, just and she was on a table. They had proned her, which means they turned her on her chest. Um, they, yeah, on her, on they, her. yeah, they saved her life. They really did. They did everything they could to save her life. And from the moment that I was able to go in there and and touch her and hold her and kiss her and tell her I love her and yell at her and go, I know you can hear me, um, she got a little bit better consecutively. So basically, the frustrating part of that whole thing was being that locked down, even when you're in ICU, people are that critical. I would have signed anything. I would have done anything to go in once a week, once the whole time, because I feel like the power of touch and the power of um, a human connection, you know, with my daughter or anybody. So anybody in ICU, not just my daughter, but you know, it was, that was really rough. Um, It was a really hard time.
0: I can imagine it was understandable. Yeah, absolutely. And if, like like you said, you you said that you would be willing to sign something or you know sign a waiver or whatever you needed to do in order to you know be able to go in and uh, right. see your daughter. Like, I feel as though that should have been acceptable for every state.
3: Yeah, yeah, and that that's that's the thing. If you've got somebody in ICU and you know the toll that I think it would take that it takes on the staff. Of those people that are working in ICU, Um, not only are they dealing with first, they're in the front lines of the COVID, but then they're watching people pass away, they're watching people get consecutively worse and worse, and that's it, it's just them going into the room, it's them being your eyes and ears, and they're taking all that onto themselves, you know, and I I can imagine that when you go home and try to de-stress, that's got to be a little hard, you know.
1: I'd imagine. So, so, so you were able to, you were able to get in. uh, And as she said, uh, uh, she did get better. And I want to talk about that in a second, but I I have a question for you on the coming in. I assume that they had some kind of, you know, like you had to be wearing a mask and things like that to protect you from the other COVID Mm -hmm. patients and things like that. Right. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't, um, that was middle of the night call. So it was just wearing a mask and suiting up when I went in there, because at the time she was still probably COVID positive. Maybe it'd been a while since she'd been in there. So I think she was past being COVID positive. Mm-hmm. Um, but even when I met, I met one time too with the doctors about two weeks ahead of that. And, you know, the staff going in and out of the, uh, the ICU were just masked up. They weren't as heavily uh, garbed up as I thought they would be, but right. you know they were. And I, and, and listen, I understand that you can't have everybody go in, but I think there's a small portion of people that need that. And that it was really frustrating to to see all that, the politics of it.
1: I would think at the very least, those who are facing, you know, ventilation or, or being comatose or a really mm-hmm. critical situation, yep. I, can't, I don't see a reason why, especially with proper precautions being taken, yep. that a perfect example, they let you in. I assume that you've been able to stay safe since then. And I mean, it's been three months since then. And there was no outbreak as a result of that. It it seems like, you know, this could very easily, if you didn't have government getting in the way of, of, you know, allowing hospitals to set their own policy, most hospitals are going to say, at least in certain situations, we're going to let the family come in and, and yeah. see the see their uh, their their family or loved ones if it, if for no other reason than to say goodbye. I mean, it, there was a very real possibility you were you were saying goodbye. I mean, thank God she's she's doing yeah. better now. Let, let's talk about that. Your you know how is how is Sammy doing now?
3: She um she got progressively better. She um came off the vent. She had a trach in, she's come off the trach, she went to rehab, she's home now, she's been home for about a week and a half, two oh, weeks wow. recovering, but she really, <laughs> I mean, it, it. the COVID, it was a perfect storm, right, her immune system was down, COVID came yeah. in, there's no white blood cells that said, woo, you know, let's party, yeah. and yeah. it just, it, it crushed her, she's 30 years old, so age yeah. is definitely was on her side, had she been my age, or had she been a 60 or 70 year old person, that's where the high percentage of deaths comes in, because you just can't. Can't take what she took, so she's doing okay. She's got my granddaughter who's four. She hadn't seen her for three months. Wow. Um, we had wow. to jump through hoops just to get her to see her when she was in rehab. Um, you know, and uh, that was another thing too. That was a little funny. They were trying to ship her off to PA to go to to, to rehab And we have perfectly good facilities here in, in Rochester. That was that was a little shuffle between the hospital and some rehab facilities out of state. You know, they're they're really they pushed hard to do that. We clamped down and said, no, um, she's staying here. And you know, so that was another part of it, but yeah, she's yeah, doing because better.
1: She's she's COVID negative now, right? I mean, she's, she's oh, not yeah. had COVID for quite some time. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that's amazing that she's doing well now. I, 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 can imagine the thoughts that you were having, you know, three months yeah. ago. Uh, oh, I, I can only terrifying. imagine. Yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah. And everybody was great. Right. The, they started to the GoFundMe account. Um, prayers and everybody on Facebook. It it was really great. But like I said, our story is times thousands and thousands of other stories, you know, ICU stories in different States. I don't know how different States dealt with it, but I knew, I know that New York state, you know, we clamped down hard on a lot of things that I I feel like probably could have just a little bit of leeway and trust me, the people in the hospitals, everybody I dealt with, all the nurses and the doctors were, were angels and they did skirt some stuff, you know, because I was so <laughs> part of it. You know, I was there every day, calling every day. I sent donuts, we sent lunch up to those guys, whatever I can do, because that wasn't enough, but at least they knew that I was thinking about them and, you know, and, and they did everything they could to, to make the situation better. So, they They understand the human touch. They don't really care about the politics. They understand about the the nurturing. So it would
1: to that point, they also know they also know how to do their jobs. and and yeah. this is something we talk about yeah. a lot on this show is politicians set policies largely based on what lobbyists tell them are needed. Now, those lobbyists may or may not have some level of knowledge in the medical sphere or or none at all. They may just be good lobbyists. And they make policies based on this. And then they put it in the hands of the actual experts in whatever the given field is. You know, teachers, if we're talking education, doctors and nurses, if we're talking in in healthcare and and everything else. And now you have people who know how to do their jobs being told by people who don't know how to do their jobs – how to do their jobs. And that doesn't seem like it ever would make sense.
3: Yeah, no, it it doesn't. And then it stays and lingers, right? I mean, finally, now you can have visitation and, but they'd given me a visitation before that started, but then it lingers like way too long. And, you know, it it, it just, it's so hard to get rid of it. Like you say, once you put something down, man, is it hard to lift back up?
1: It's hard to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah, Yeah, It's hard.
0: You can't get the genie back in the bottle once it's out. Yeah. Yeah. Once it's out, it's out there, and there's nothing you can really do about it. And that's that. That's the problem with a lot of the government overreach that's been happening throughout all of COVID, and well, all of history. But
1: all of human history, right? (laughs) Yeah,
0: all of human history. But like specifically with COVID, you've seen it a lot. Like I'm I'm here in Florida, and and our restrictions have been the one, some of the most lax in the nation, Mm -hmm. Um, and. You see it county by county they have sh- some stronger restrictions than others but in New York it was just a blanket across yep. the board. Yep. And the here in Florida people may like it, depending on which county you were in you may not have been able to go to the hospital to see somebody but in other areas you might have been able to and people were able to spend time with their family and they were able to get together and they were able to do things and be have that social interaction that we all need and that we all crave as you know Human social, beings. Yeah, as human beings, social people. And yeah. you were able to get that here. So in other states, I can't imagine how difficult it was, even if you weren't going through something like what you went through. Right. And to go through that on top of everything else, it's obscene to me yeah. Yeah. That, that they that the government put you through that because they wanted to control an entire state. Everything. yeah, Everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, so it is incredible. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: No, so she's like, I, I was just going to reiterate that she is doing well. You know, it and my granddaughter, um, you know, like I said, for three months, she didn't get a chance to see her mom at all. I don't know that I'd want her to see in that situation, but, um, right. you know, the, in the end it worked out well. Um, but I can't imagine having someone pass away and you're on the outside of the door. And you weren't allowed in for those last moments. And I know that there's lots and lots of those stories. Yeah, it would just be incredible. And the 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 pain that um, the healthcare workers, you know, mentally had gone through, um, it's just incredible. They don't pay them enough.
1: Well, I remember reading from uh, uh, this was a while back about how for the past couple decades they've been slowly. Removing restrictions on visitors coming to see people in hospitals and the number one reason they gave was that it made the patients in the hospitals their quality of their their perceived well being and their quality of life was exponentially better, and it actually helped the healthcare workers, Mm -hmm. because they weren't having to also provide the needed human connection. The same yep. way that someone who yeah. has family and loved ones visiting them and coming swinging yep. by and things like that. And so that's why so many hospitals have all but done away with visiting hours and, you know, they allow people to come as long as they're being quiet and respectful of the other mm-hmm. guests, you know, coming, you know, at all different times and things like that. You know, that's been happening over time because the the healthcare. Again, the experts, the people actually doing this, have determined that this is the best way to help the patients. And I I can't imagine that, you know, in situations where you have patients that might be dying soon and almost certainly no longer have COVID and now we're just dealing with the, the after effects of the virus. Uh, to not be able to let people come in, even with, like you said, they they, they had you put on protective equipment and a mask and everything else. Right. You know, Even with those types of, you know, it's one thing to say, OK, you have to dress up like you're in a hazmat suit. OK, great. But at least you get to see your loved one. It, it seems like they should be able to do that. But I just want to before we let you go, I just want to give our well wishes to Sammy um, and to say we're so glad that you're doing better. Uh, I, I know you're you're probably appreciate not at hundred percent. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a tough road to hoe because you're also recovering, yep. Sammy, you're also recovering from chemo. So in addition to recovering from the chemo, yeah. you're recovering from COVID. But we know that you will yeah. uh, bit by bit get better and we are just so happy that you're you're back home with family oh, and, absolutely. and Tony, I really appreciate, yeah, I appreciate you it. coming back I'll just on tell you a quick story.
3: My daughter yeah, yeah, has been a libertarian probably from the day she was born. Um, both my kids are adopted, but uh, my daughter, when she got her first job and then she had to file taxes, I think she was yes. 15 or something like that, she's going, I'm not filing taxes. I'm not doing it. And, she, and I said, well, yeah, you are, because I don't know any different. You know what I mean? I never was much uh, of into politics, but she has been a hardcore libertarian like all her life, ever since she can Love remember. It. So, you know, taxes and don't tread on me and all that stuff has been part of her life. And um, for her to get, you know, I know Spike put out a, something about her too so she's really excited to to hear from uh from you guys so i appreciate your time
1: well that's awesome well we appreciate your daughter's support and uh also we think it's great that she immediately recognized that she was being robbed by government
3: (laughs) yes absolutely (laughs) i said do what you gotta do but you know until you're on your own then then figure it out but right All right, well, guys, thank you. No, hey, thank, thank you, you, Tony. And uh
1: thanks for coming it. on. Right. And, and again, yeah. give our give our well wishes to Sammy and uh and and thank you for everything you've done for. Her. I appreciate it. Hey, thank All you. Right. Thank you. Take care. Appreciate it. Well folks, this is the uh that was an incredible story. I, I can't, that
0: was I can't that was an incredible like there was so much love in the comments going out yeah. to him and to Sam to Sam and to uh, and his family and to and people were sharing their own stories in there as well and it just goes to show you like the the government overreach touches like it it hurts so many more people yeah. than it could possibly help. Uh, one of our one of our regular listeners. Uh, Jim Lee said that his 94-year-old grandmother passed away in a retirement home last year. The last six months uh, of her life, she never got human touch. That's yeah,
1: I'm sorry, Jim. And it's, Jim. it's
0: stuff I mean, like that that yeah. is like I said, it, it's obscene. The government yeah. should not be causing that to happen.
1: Yeah, and, somebody and, and who and has atta- a
0: family at 94 years old should not be dying in that situation.
1: No, and and we know now that the reason the reason they shut down the the Uh, nursing homes was because the spread was so rampant there we now know that the reason the spread was so rampant there was because in many states their health protocols involved putting patients during epidemics putting them in the nursing home facilities they didn't bother checking if those nursing home facilities had the protocols in place to protect their residents from these COVID patients so they just shoved them in there now once those protections and protocols were in place there are many ways that you can make sure that someone can visit a loved one without spreading COVID. There, you can require, you know, even if you have to go to the step of requiring a, a you know, a negative test result or you know, uh, uh, doing uh, symptom <laughs> checks or something like that. There, there are many, many ways. Regularly testing the residents, which they've been doing, there are so many things that you can do. That still allows people to come in, even if it 's not as easily as it was before, maybe it requires some announcement or something like that. but let them do it in a way that you know you don't have a situation like like Jimmy just went through with his with his grandmother that's it's absurd for and i and I know two other people that lost their uh, their grandparent and, and another one that was a great grandparent actually two grandparents and a great grandparent who yeah. Uh, one of them did not get to see uh, the, the great-grandparent towards the, the end, and the two uh, did get to see their grandparents, but only for uh, a couple times before they died and only because they were about to die. And it's just, you know, enough already. Like, we, we know the science much better than we did a, a year ago. We know that you don't have to do this. And the only thing that is keeping people from being able to see it, it's not the these health centers that want it this way. It's governments politicians and bureaucrats that are making stupid policies that have nothing to do with health and everything to do with control. And uh, and it's time for it to end. Um, so, uh, so go ahead.
0: I wasn't going to say anything.
1: Oh, you were just doing the pregnant pause? Yeah. Okay.
0: <laughs> the what?
1: The pregnant pause. We're doing the pregnant pause. Yeah, I was so just... So that brings us to our next
0: yeah I was just mentally preparing for you know the what you're about to announce
1: what I'm about to announce. I'm about to announce something incredible, Matt and folks uh this is the black cold brewed organic coffee, cold brewed caffeinated rapid fire segment brought to you by black Cold Brewed organic coffee, the most delicious cold brewed organic coffee to ever be horrifically misspelled. I mean there's supposed to be an A there, Matt. There's supposed to be an A there map, but go to black Brews, B L V C K com, and use code MW to get some of that sweet, sweet free shipping.
0: I'm not gonna lie, you said there was supposed to be an A there, and I was quickly reading the graphic to figure out which word we misspelled on it, and then I was like, oh no, it wasn't us, it was black coffee. It
1: wasn't us. We did yeah, this we perfectly. Can, yeah, we that that's a good graphic. Perfect um, spelling grammar and placement. Right. (laughs) They they screwed up. They spelled their name wrong. They spelled their name wrong. (laughs) So speaking of doing things wrong.
0: If representatives Matt Gates of uh, here in Florida and Jamin Ruskin, Raskin, Jamin Raskin, Jamin of somewhere, uh, get their way, you, our dear friends fans, family, followers, may be deprived of a basic need. Of a Is basic it Jamie Raskin? Jamie, Jamin? J- 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 no, it's, that was copy and paste. So, unless CNN got it wrong.
1: CNN got it wrong. It's Jamie Raskin. Oh. Yeah, that was copy and paste, so. Well, speaking of so- someone spelling something wrong, hey, great job, CNN. <laughs> Huh? So, yes, so uh, 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 Matt Gates and Jamie Raskin have uh, joined forces to introduce the Kangaroo Protection Act of 2021, a very high-priority thing to protect kangaroos, Matt. Yes, uh, the Kangaroo
0: Protection Act of 2021 uh, would prohibit the sale of kangaroo products, which would include meat or uh, skin, leather from their skin or um, – I'm not really sure what comes from a kangaroo in this country, including, uh, like I said, meat and leather and the importation of the same. Now, it contains language in this bill that it would establish a private right of action, meaning that people could file suit against alleged violators to uphold the law. So, somebody who is, say, an animal rights activist who really is on this kangaroo protection... Train that seems to be sweeping the nation.
1: Yeah, could, suddenly, <laughs> this 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 rampant this this widespread grassroots movement to protect kangaroos from being eaten from being eaten, um,
0: could sue somebody who has kangaroo meat in the country or who has a brand new kangaroo pelt in the country. Oh, now
1: you know all of them,
0: you. If you had to take a guess – this isn't in the notes. If you had to take a guess at how much money uh, we spend importing – or how much money Australia gets from us importing kangaroo accoutrement, uh, how much do you think we um, – Paraphernalia.
1: How much? And no, I said Paraphernalia. Um, how much do I think – well, I know kangaroo is increasingly popular in dog food, kangaroo meat. So hmm. it's in the millions –
0: it is in the millions yes
1: is it in the hundreds of millions
0: it is not in the hundreds of millions is it, it is in 85
1: the... 85 million 85
0: million dollars a year on uh, kangaroo meat or well kangaroo paraphernalia and uh accoutrements kangaroos here. and
1: kangaroo accessories there um, are
0: also uh, groups in there are also groups in uh, Australia that call themselves uh kanga kangatarians and it is the only meat that they eat
1: that's sure now I mean, what i've is
0: also discovered australia. is that the aboriginal tribes are the main people who make money off of this
1: oh so this is racist too the <laughs> yeah. proposed kangaroo ban comes as kangaroo meat is gaining popularity in australia and apparently in the u.s because it's valued as an environmentally friendly alternative to beef and pork keep in mind folks There's a crap ton of kangaroos, and that is an Australian metric that I'm using. There are so many kangaroos are overrunning Australia, and I know that sounds like some kind of punchline or set up to a punchline of a joke. It's like there's they're everywhere. There is no shortage of kangaroos. They uh, rapidly, they're like giant bunnies. They rapidly (laughs) multiply, and they don't really have uh, any real like predators except for us apparently, and they take up their the the and I I only know this because I, I I looked this up briefly when I kept seeing references to kangaroo meat and dog food back when I was looking for new dog food for for my dogs and I was like kangaroo meat and I'm looking it up yeah no it's actually like a pretty like the carbon footprint of kangaroo meat is much lower than factory farmed beef and yep. pork and chicken it's it's actually it is environmentally friendly but they're trying to protect them because they're cute i don't why why why, why? did they say why apparently, so,
0: apparently there is a group a few groups of animal uh, rights activists who have jumped on this <laughs> jumped on um <laughs> who have jumped on this uh, we need to protect the kangaroo bandwagon and they got to jamie raskin um, and matt Getz, gates <laughs> to matt down two, here in florida two
1: well-known kangaroo lovers
0: Two well, yeah, very well-known kangaroo lovers, um, and they drafted this bill again. I, I honestly have no idea. All I this know story is, is that
1: so stupid.
0: One, it hurts the Aboriginal tribes. If eighty-five million dollars—that's a lot of money. That's a lot of walking around tribes. money,
1: yeah. yeah, right.
0: And they're stopping you, the consumer, from being able to purchase meat meat or blankets
1: or, or like a lucky
0: b- lucky kangaroo foot
1: a, oh wow <laughs> that would that that's a keychain worth having so does this is this retroactive like if if someone can sue you because you have a lucky kangaroo foot <laughs> that your great great grampy <laughs> passed down to you would you're carrying in...
0: around on your keychain? No, I don't think – I I think that it's just – I think this only stops the importation. Um, I think oh, it stops okay. the importation, and should you happen to bring it into the country, uh, oh, somebody who's a private citizen okay. could sue you.
1: I hope so because, I mean, my taxidermy kangaroo that's in the living room is going to – I'm not giving it up. Go Kangay.
0: <laughs> Do you have a taxidermy kangaroo in your living room?
1: The purpose of this joke, yes, fair okay. Um, good. so if you want to now, I'm gonna let you say this because you wrote it,
0: man. I was really hoping you were gonna say okay, that
1: one. So, if you want to try kangaroo <laughs> meat before this bill almost assuredly passes, you better hop to it, huh? Huh?
0: Because they hop. I laughed for 10 minutes after I wrote that joke. Um. <laughs> But seriously, like, this this bill is going to pass. For Democrats, it's like, it's so we're, we care about the animals. We care about the environment. Even though what they're doing is actually hurting the environment. It and hurts for the environment. It is the barest of minimum that they can do to be like, oh, look, we care about the environment. We want to protect things because it's not they actually hurting root. anything here.
1: I mean, this would be like banning eating crickets or something. Like, there's so many of them, and it's so – It's sustainable because they're, it's, it's like bunnies. Like they, they, they breed like rabbits. This is so stupid. So speaking of something stupid, that's going to change everything. This is something I've been saying that I thought was going to happen. And it makes sense when you look at what he's been, you know, upset about. And also the fact that he's never going to be allowed on other social media outfits ever again. (laughs) Donald Trump is coming out with a no, new social media platform that one of his campaign advisors said is going to change the game, Matt. It's going to be great. It's going to change the game. It's going, be, it's, it's going to be
0: big. It's going to be huge. It's, it's going to be the best. Um,
1: Many and, people are saying that my social media is better than all other social media.
0: It's going to be better than all other social media. It's going to be better than, than Twitter. Yeah. Um, And as we all know, that Trump has a long line of products that change the game, uh, such as Trump Airlines, Trump University, Trump Steaks, Trump Ice. For anybody who remembers the fizzy beverage that he came out with, Trump Vodka, that I guess was supposed to go out with Trump Ice, Um, and Trump Magazine.
1: And Trump Taj Mahal.
0: And Trump Taj Mahal, the Taj Mahal dope though like i used to go there a lot it was not, great of...
1: but it went out of business but it was great yeah, it was great
0: um so we, we're gonna see if uh what do you think the name of this like i have been trying to figure that
1: trump out. Trump. Trump. trump trump it's book. just gonna be called trump it's gonna trump be book. it's j- trump book i think it's just gonna be trump in all caps just you're gonna ups, come come follow me we're gonna get all these emails from people inviting us <laughs> to, inviting join us to on Trump. Trump. Come join me at Trump. <laughs> join me on uh, Trump. This makes sense Trump. because uh, you know, he pardoned Steve Bannon, who has some, you know, knowledge of, of web marketing and is also a huckster and grifter. And so this would line up very well to create a social media slash media network. Now, I wonder if, you know, Here, here's my theory on this.
0: Magaspace.
1: Magaspace.
0: Magaspace. Keith Hooker. Magaspace.
1: Is- if they name it Magaspace, I'll join it just for the troll. That is I, beautiful. Yeah.
0: Magaspace. I will, out of
1: respect for that, I will definitely. Keith, I hope they you are it. right. I hope, yeah. Magaspace would be perfect. I would <laughs> join Magaspace. I would absolutely one hundred percent join Magaspace. So you I know,
0: waters media on magas
1: on Magaspace. Um, I uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, I my I presume that it's going to be you know, we allow all sorts of speech. I wonder what will happen if they create this uh, social media outfit with no rules, presumably of about speech, and. A bunch of, like, Gen Z left-wing trolls go on there and just wreck the place with, you know, unironic communist memes and stuff like that. And then Trump think, book in reaction has to restrict speech and create community standards and so forth.
0: I don't think – so I don't think he's going to do a free, a free speech platform. Mm-hmm. I think he will restrict speech. I think that he will try to do the anti-Twitter or the anti-Facebook.
1: Where, so where the community standards are in reverse.
0: In reverse like you you can say right wing talking points. Right. Or GTFO. Like I, I I could see him doing that, being like, no, this is the place for conservatives and right wingers to come and talk with each other in their own little echo chamber, and you can leave the leftist echo chambers of Twitter and Facebook and youtube and whatever um and i i could see him doing that
1: i wonder if we are able to sell ourselves as right wing
0: depends on the day
1: we could just so like if it's immigration we could just be like we support what the founders did and everyone will be like yeah we just, yeah yeah with the founders we we love those founders those founders yay founders so we'll see if this uh, if this lives up to the hype of Trump products. And I man, I hope it's called Maga Space. If not Maga Space, then just Trump, like just Trump. Um, so speaking of a, a Maga Space, Kamala Harris uh, breathed a sigh of relief this week uh, as many staffers in the White House who had previously used marijuana were demoted or outright fired, uh, but she who famously laughed about her marijuana use during college got to keep her job. I presume it's because she also then did penance for her smoking weed by locking up by locking hundreds up. of thousands of people for smoking weed.
0: Of course she, after you lock up hundreds of thousands of people for smoking weed, how do you then laugh about your weeds, your marijuana usage? Like, you. What, what, do you not see the disconnect on how bad what you did was?
1: No, no, they don't.
0: They're, I mean, yeah.
1: Um, well, that's yeah.
0: Oh, MAGA wall. That's a good call. I can MAGA see it having wall. something to do with the wall.
1: MAGA wall, and it's also a wall to keep out never Trumpers,
0: right? right? And you're going to have your own wall that you post to.
1: They're bringing back the wall. Yeah. Wow. That sounds terrible.
0: That sounds awful, and I can't
4: wait.
1: That sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> so, I'll tell you something that isn't a nightmare. And, well, actually, so you, you tell me, Matt. So, our next guest... Well, you know, Founder's Choice. We uh our next guest is going to be talking about Asia, and then we'll be doing a, a topic about Asia. Do you want to do the topic first or the guest first?
0: Let's do the uh let's do the guest
1: first. Okay, cool. All right, yeah, I will do, first. do that. So you have to come up with a funny a funny joke to tell people while I'm getting our next guest.
0: So, um for many of you out there, you know that uh, superfan Sarah Anderegg, uh has two lovely and beautiful children. Um, oh, thank and... God.
1: <laughs> Where did you think I was going with I that? I did not know. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, as two lovely and beautiful children. Um, children. And yeah. the younger one is a little bit on the uh, sociopathic side. And he told me this joke once. I'm not oh, sure if I've told it on the show So I'm going to tell
1: it again I don't know but it's a great joke Please tell it
0: So he He is lying on his bed And I'm saying goodnight to you know Him and his brother And he says Matt Why would somebody want to rip out Their belly button And I said I don't think anybody would want to do that And he goes no like why And I said I don't know why And he goes because they want to die he was four
1: yeah <laughs> and then That's a he good laughed
0: joke, like if anybody mm, I can't do that because I don't want to spoil anything for anybody who hasn't seen it yet um so for anybody who saw uh Jared Leto in Suicide Squad uh he laughed like that that <laughs> Because he thought that was the funniest joke he has ever heard in his entire life. And...
1: Have you have you replaced Jacob with Joaquin Phoenix? No, not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Soon. Um, so, I we're gonna do the topic first because his we that's the Skype idea I was given doesn't work. Yeah, no, oh. that doesn't.
0: All right, doesn't work.
1: Yeah, that doesn't work. So, speaking so of Asia, that, speaking of Asia, speaking of speak, Jacob's terrible joke.
0: <laughs> I love that joke. No, that's that's my favorite joke. Well, I like um, that. So at
1: first you were horrified by it, by it, but now it's like when you tell at dinner. Meetings. Either,
0: no, no, I tell that
1: joke to everybody now. Um. <laughs> Wait. Okay, you keep talking. I think this might work. Okay. Are we going with Asia or are we
0: going with uh with Nate? I just talk about Jacob a little more. Okay. Um but yeah, Jake Jacob is a uh, he he's a funny funny little kid who comes up with terrible jokes like that often. Uh his brother David uh is also very funny but in a completely different way. Uh he, apparently he's the one that comes up with the jokes, but Jacob's the one who says them. Um, so it's a lot like oh, Spike and me.
4: Oh, okay.
0: So it's a lot like Spike and me where Spike comes up with the jokes and then I'm the one that says them because he has a reputation to protect. That's
1: yeah. uh, I have I'm so disgusted by the jokes that you tell, you have no <laughs> no idea. Um, how do I
0: add? I'm still doing Andrew Andrea O'Donnell in the comments said, Why can't Elsa have a balloon?
1: Oh, no. I don't know. She'll let it go. I thought that was going to be morbid.
0: No, I was hoping it was going to be morbid. Um, (laughs) I was hoping it was going to be morbid. uh,
1: So speaking of Asia...
0: So speaking of Asia... Joe Are Biden. We, Joe Biden, okay. Yeah, you
1: just uh, just go on.
0: Joe Biden uh, is in a fight with an entire continent right now. Um, he is uh, fighting all of Asia. Uh, in an interview
1: the big one, the week, biggest one. What's that? The biggest one.
0: Yes. In an interview last week with George Stephanopoulos, um, I definitely spelled that name wrong, uh, asked whether or not Joe thinks Vladimir Putin – Is a killer to which Joe responded with, mm hmm, I do. Now, not Mm -hmm. sure if this is the most diplomatic thing for a president to say about a foreign leader, especially a president that was brought in because he was so presidential and you didn't have to worry about things that might embarrass the nation or piss off other countries.
1: Um, Like calling a, a foreign leader a killer.
0: Like calling a foreign leader a killer. Now, yeah. Dmitry Peskov, a Kremlin—I can say that one fine, but I have trouble with Jamie Raskin. Uh, Dmitry Peskov, who no, is no CNN, Kremlis- did
1: CNN Peskov. screwed that up. Matt, don't take that on for yourself.
0: I appreciate that. Uh, a Kremlin spokesman uh, commented that there hasn't been anything like this in history, where a president called another foreign leader a killer. Um, and it is clear that Biden definitely does not want to improve relations between the U.S. and Russia.
1: Ever in history?
0: But, I mean, that's what he's – I'm just reading the quote.
1: That's a – I mean, that's a little – I mean, it's, it's – has there ever been a situation where George Stephanopoulos uh, asked whether or not – A president thinks that someone is a killer and they respond, "Mm mm-hmm, I do. Uh, Yeah, but, I mean, even just between the U.S. and Russia, there's some pretty rough stuff that was said during the Cold War. He said, uh, what's this? Uh, These are very bad statements by the president of the United States. He definitely doesn't want to improve relations with us, and we will continue to proceed from this. Now, Putin... uh, had a very odd cryptic thing for someone to say who has a history of who has a history of giving people radioactive isotopes so they can die without any way to stop it Uh,
0: now before i know that you are a regular on uh, rt are you okay with saying these things because you're a russian bot you're not going to short out in the middle of the show
1: i mean i hope not we're going to find out just how deep the microchip goes um (laughs) When Putin was asked about it, he said, "It's true, we really know each other personally. What would I answer him?" I would tell him, "Be healthy." I wish him good health. I say this without irony, no jokes. This is first of all. That is
0: that is a terrifying terrifying, st- terrifying statement from somebody who has from who probably murdered a bunch of people.
1: Just who has, like, straight up given – I mean, there's killing someone and then there's putting putting polonium in their body so that they die slowly and painfully and there's nothing anyone can do to stop it. Right. That's –
0: he went on to add, when we evaluate other people, states, and nations, we always seem to be looking in the mirror. We always see ourselves. We always pass on to another person what we ourselves are in essence. Essentially wow. saying, Joe Biden, you're a murderer.
1: I'm ru- so Putin basically said I'm rubber and you're glue. You're glue. <laughs> Whatever you say bounces off me and comes back to you radioactive.
0: Right. <laughs> And then he said in childhood when we argued with each other we said he who calls names is called that himself. This is no coincidence. It's a,
1: it's a this is not just a childish saying.
0: joke, it has a very deep psychological meaning. Wow.
1: That is quite a response from the leader of another country. You know that old childhood <laughs> trope, he who calls names is called that himself. This is very like this is this comes from a society that is very, very, very serious.
0: It's a, yes, it is a very. <laughs> it's a very serious. And then uh, Putin continued, and Putin, being Putin, uh, responded yep. by challenging Joe Biden to a debate.
1: Oh gosh, seconded.
0: I would like to offer Joe Biden or President Biden the opportunity to continue our discussion, but on condition that we'll do so what is called live online without anything prerecorded in an open and direct discussion.
1: Yes, I want this.
0: He said that he thinks it would be interesting and good for both the people of Russia and us here in the United States. And honestly, yes, who doesn't want to see this?
1: I mean, granted, only to see this.
0: Granted, Joe Biden was made to look like a bitch on the foreign stage like multiple times this week, and this would probably only make it worse depending on how much Adderall they could pump him up with right beforehand.
1: Okay. But this is pure entertainment. I desperately, desperately want Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin to have a battle of wits. Please. Just – and yes, it would 100% lead to nuclear war. The (laughs) things that Joe Biden would say – I mean, just remember how Biden and Trump went.
0: Could – oh, man. Come on, man. Someone make
1: this guy shut up, man. Come on, man.
0: Come on, man. Come on, man. That's a bunch of malarkey. Your country's a clown. This is clown show country, man. Your country's just a bunch of clowns. Like, we should have nuked you when we had the chance, man. This guy's a bad dude.
1: (laughs) We should have nuked you before the Rosenbergs gave you the codes. This is, wow.
0: Yeah. Uh, When asked if the debate would happen, Jen Circleback Saki said, I'll have to get back to you. Uh Uh, I know, she didn't say it. Uh, I'll have to get back to you if that is something we're entertaining. I would say that the president already had a conversation with President Putin, even as there are more world leaders that he has not yet engaged with. Boo. And I mean, thank God he hasn't engaged with more world leaders at this point.
1: I mean, really? God. It's, I, I just – I want to circle back to what she said. I think right. that, <laughs> I think that this is – the thing that i want more than any other thing including world peace which this would definitely not contribute to world peace i desperately 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 want to see joe biden and give him like a lot of coffee first right he's gonna need
0: the he's gonna need the adderall
1: yeah i want high energy
0: you're gonna have to put him full of mud water Muddy yes. oh. oh you know, oh, you know what mud? would help uh, joe
1: biden joe biden would probably be helped by mud water <laughs> the official coffee alternative of, of muddy waters media uh, joe biden would benefit i'm sure matt from having that amazing proprietary blend of masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt and nothing else maybe a little bit mm-hmm. of honey just to help with the taste mm. there but and there's some great news uh, for the Biden administration. If they go to muddywatersmedia.com slash mud, they can get some mud water today.
0: Completely off topic. Um, I was reading something earlier about how uh, they are now it, – It's an email was leaked that they are no longer calling this the Joe Biden administration or the Biden administration, but they're calling it the Biden-Harris administration and that – Kamala Harris is actually doing uh, reach out phone calls to world leaders.
1: That's, I mean, honestly, that's probably for the best. I mean, I'm just.
0: I mean, like, it just it just really means that they are prepping her. Like they know, they know what's going to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, like everyone that's sitting here, like, oh, Joe Biden. Uh, two-term president already working for his second term. Like, but he's working for his second month, like, or I guess third month now. Like, I mean, or fourth, well, yeah, four months. Before, like this second He's like semester. on sixty, right now. Yeah, it's like he's working on his second semester. This is, you know, <laughs> like this. No, it's not too. This man, this man is, you know, like oh, he's only in a seven He's crumbling in front of us. Like even. It's one thing to go, oh, look at Joe Biden from 2008. Look at Joe Biden from last year or the year before. Look at Joe Biden before he started the primaries. Like, look at him in the first debate and now. This is a very lost man. This is – yeah. So, okay. So that's so, that's what we would expect.
0: Right. And at the same time that uh, all of this was happening with the Russians um, – Secretary of State Antony Winkenblinken and Nod was at a summit in Alaska and spoke of deep concern about China's behavior and condemned China for making the world more violent. It's an odd thing. China from.
4: Did
0: that. <laughs> it's an odd thing for somebody to say who just bombed a country. Um,
1: not even a few weeks Not before. defending China's actions.
0: Yeah, not defending China's actions. Not even a little not bit. Not
1: defending China. Yeah. But But it's hard.
0: It's hard to the last
1: people that should be saying anything should not be
0: talking about. You're making the world more violent. Do you remember when we just dropped those bombs in Syria? Uh,
1: Yeah. You know, I I was actually I I was asked this on uh, quite a bit on the campaign trail. And even since then, you know, how should we respond to belligerent? national governments and i say we should stop ours from being that way you know like it's first of all that's what we have the most control over if any um and also it's hard for any of us in this country especially within government to finger wag against foreign governments being belligerent when our government is exponentially more belligerent in many ways um you know so i i I think that that would help with the dog That would help with the dog, Matt. Um, so,
0: so China's top diplomat uh, Yang 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 Gigi. Gigi, Yang Gigi responded with, "Is that the way that you had hoped to conduct this dialogue? Well, I think you thought too well. I think we thought too well of the U.S." We thought the U.S. side will follow the necessary diplomatic protocols, he said, adding that the United States does not have the qualification to say that it wants to speak to China from a position of strength.
1: They, They literally were like, is this a real tweet?
0: No, he literally said that to him in person.
1: Oh, gosh.
0: He said that to him at an Alaskan summit. Uh, That Joshua – our friend Joshua McCose up in Alaska, he actually posted the link in the uh, comments uh, a little bit before we got there. But, yes, this was during a summit in Alaska where Anthony Winkenblinken and Nod uh, said that they were deeply concerned about China's behavior, and this was his direct response to him in person.
1: Wow, that is so cringy.
0: It's so cringy, Like, that is so – that is so cringy, and also, you're getting embarrassed in your own country.
1: Wow,
0: yeah. Yang Yang Jichi, uh sat down in Alaska and basically told Anthony Wink and Blink and a nod to, uh, well, BTFO, BTFO. He he told him BTFO to bend and on, over and, bend Wink on Wink over and on. get this COVID test. Um, get the Chinese (laughs) COVID test.
1: Can you imagine what the parking lots there must be like? (laughs) Like in those testing centers? Like, how do you do drive-through anal testing? Actually, don't tell me. Well, Um, you have somebody driving.
0: You have to have somebody driving and then the window rolled down, the back window rolled down. And it's like when you moon somebody in a 1950s movie
1: right but then then you get a get a parting gift
0: well you know what's happening though
1: no i know what's happening oh they know what's happening oh i see what you're saying okay all right we're about to add like a legit like serious guest and we're just (laughs) gonna wait for them to come on and uh so you know this is this is not the only thing that the uh that the Biden administration has demonstrated, uh, somewhat of a, of a belligerent or, or worrying attitude when it comes to foreign policy, uh, particularly in Asia. Um, we of course know, uh, you know, any hope that there was going to be a, a, a drawdown, much less an end to the, uh, to the, to the wars overseas, especially in, um, in Afghanistan are pretty much dead at this point. Um, in fact, if anything, it looks like there's gonna be even more ramping up of uh of problems in in um uh in Afghanistan, but also in other places like Syria and uh Lebanon and well not Lebanon, Syria and Iraq and, and, and Yemen is gonna to continue to, to worsen. And so we actually have, I believe, I think, maybe. I think I don't I believe we have our next guest, yes, it appears we do. Uh, we so our next guest uh, is the um, he is uh, the grassroots engagement director for the Concerned Veterans of America, which is a branch of the uh, Americans for Prosperity, um, and uh, he's also a U.S. Navy veteran, and uh, he is coming on to talk about uh, the war in Afghanistan and the situation in Asia in general, and just in general, you know, what's going on with the Biden administration when it comes to foreign policy. So ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, please welcome to the show, uh, Mr. Nate Banks. Nate, thanks so much for being on. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah. Glad, glad you, uh, glad you could join us here. Um, where, where are you located right now?
2: I'm in Albuquerque, New Mexico. okay, there we go. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now i have I have a question for you, and this is has absolutely nothing to do with what you're going to talk about. Um, yeah. You are the grassroots uh, engagement director for Concerned Veterans for America. Um, when the CVA was in Tampa in two thousand and thirteen and Ayla Brown sang the national anthem, uh, were you there? I was not. Oh, okay. So one of the very last times I ever drank alcohol was with the group that was there. And I was wondering if you were one of the people that was (laughs) – I have been wondering since I saw He wants to show.
1: apologize to you for how he conducted himself. Probably, uh, I don't know. I at the C4A C 4 C4 acc a event. c I,
0: I, I got, got sober like a week later.
2: Um, so I was
0: just wondering if you were one of the last people alive to see me
2: uh inebriated. No, but I probably know several of them. Probably. Yeah. So just though,
1: if you can app- if you can tell them that Matt Wright says he's sorry, they'll know what that means.
3: Uh, yeah that's, that's they won't a need
1: point. any any explanation so before we get into this subject Nate tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what got you into you know being involved with the concerns concerned veterans for America in the first place
2: well, honestly it was uh, a fight that I had with the VA I'm a disabled vet, and um, I was living in Northwest New Mexico the VA or I it was before It was before the VA Mission Act had passed into law, which was a a landmark piece of legislation that we helped get passed, uh, which opened up uh, community care options for veterans. What I did is I went to the emergency or I went to urgent care and they asked me to go to the emergency room to get some imaging done. So I did. And the emergency room, when they did the, the contrast CT scan, they found a mass on my kidney and uh, the state director of Americans for Prosperity, Burley Kane, he, he helped me navigate the, uh, the VA system with the help of, of uh, CVA here in New Mexico um, and uh, standing uh, United States congressman at the time. So I used the – they helped me to, net, to get through that, that mess because the VA wanted me to drive four hours to get surgery done to remove this mass from my kidney that turned out to be cancer. And then I was going to have to turn in, in return, I was going to have to drive for all of my follow-up care. And, and after all the other visits that I was going to have to do, they wanted me to drive four hours each way in order to get that care done. When I could have just gone 45 minutes to the best hospital in the region. And with all of my support system, my family and friends that were going to help me recover, um, they wanted me to to forgo all that to just to use their system.
1: And I'm sure Nate, That's... having been through that experience, I'm sure that you walked away thinking, gee, I hope government takes over all health care.
2: <laughs> well, they've got their fingers in it pretty deep already. But right, um, exactly. <laughs> great. any any further and and I think the rest of the population will get to experience what veterans get to experience on a daily basis.
1: Yeah. And, and yeah. we, you know, uh, on the campaign trail, uh, when I was running for vice president, our policy, Joe and, and, and my policy, and really this is for the vast majority of libertarians, our policy for the VA was completely scrap it and just give the money directly to veterans so that you can get the care that you need the same way that anyone else who has health insurance can get the care that you need. It actually costs less than keeping the VA system going. And it allows you to get care just like everyone else. You don't have to spend months or years to prove your percentage of disability to get any kind of help you don't have to go through all the hoops and 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 red tape to get help you don't have to end up in a situation where they want you to travel you know sometimes to a completely different state to get care including even follow-up care and you're able to just get the help that you need where you need it when you need it uh, without having to go through a bunch of hoops and it saves taxpayers money Um, that was our policy and i i the fact that neither republicans nor democrats are talking about it uh, the the real problem, which is the system itself, and they're just arguing over the the funding or what figurehead should be in charge, tells you how serious they are about the situation.
2: Right, and as far as as far as CBA's uh, our, our POV on that, our, our our vision, there's a lot of veterans, World War II, Korea, and and, Viet, and Vietnam especially, that really like the care that they get at the VA. So mm. we wouldn't want to completely pull the rug out from underneath them, but veterans should have choice over the care that they've earned, for sure. Yes. Right. And whether that they choose to get that at the VA or whether they choose to get that out in the community, it should be up to them. The the dollars should follow the vet and the bureaucracy should should step aside for what's best for the vet.
1: At the very least. At the very least As, they should have yes. the right. choice to be able to use that. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so tell us about what are some of the main issues that uh uh and, and you said c is it cv4a or c4a what what's the abbreviate what's the uh the acronym you're using
2: What well, concerned veterans for america so cv4a
1: it's on
0: it's on his wall
2: but we, A. <laughs> if you see the the logo on my shirt we dropped the the fours we just refer to it in short short text as cva
1: oh cva okay cool 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 all right so yeah what are some of the main things that cva is fighting for and and advocating for or against right now
2: so the main the main thing that we're focused on right now and have been since at least 2019 is ending the war in afghanistan it's a war that's been going on for almost 20 years now matter of fact i was on the first carrier battle group to deploy for afghanistan uss Theodore roosevelt and that was in 2001 i now i have a 23-year-old daughter who's already raised her hand to join the National Guard that could go and fight in the same exact war that her old man fought in. Wow.
1: That's <laughs> that puts it in perspective. Holy that, crap. Yeah, that
0: really does. Like and I've heard I know a lot of people who were in the military and many of them uh many of them were saying that they they know people or they have children who are now fighting in the same war that they've already fought in. And yeah. that is mind boggling to me that this yeah. has been going on that long. I re- yeah. I remember when the war in Afghanistan got started and at the time I was a completely different person than I am now. And I was like, yeah, we need to go out over there and we need to win because nine 11 for some reason. And now like, it didn't take long where I was like, why are we even in Afghanistan? We don't need to be there. It makes no sense that we're there. And that was 15, 16 years ago that I started saying that and nothing has changed.
2: Right. So after 9-11, we, we feel that we were justified to go in there for a response. The, right. the fact is that we, we met basically all of our objectives by the fall of 2002. Um, so, we've been operating over there without any clear objectives for quite some time now. If you read the Afghanistan papers, the report that came out in the Washington post last year it it highlighted from the commanders on the ground exactly what was going on over there so uh, yeah, no the Afghanistan
1: been... papers completely blew the the narrative out of the out of the water
2: absolutely so. Matter of fact, if, if your viewers, uh, people that are watching, if they want to do anything, they could, they can text E E W. That's echo echo whiskey to 46262. Four six two
0: six two?
2: Yes, sir. Now what that'll do is it'll give them access to an, what one of our petitions it's called an I volunteer. They, if they make a, a login, all they have to do is click a button to, to sign an action for any of these that we have, but it'll take you to Concerned Veterans for America's website, to 4 aorg and the Action Center. Once you fill that out, it'll send a letter to your congressman, each of your senators, and to President Biden asking them to get us out of the war in Afghanistan, bring all the troops home.
1: That's good. That's good. That's incredible. Like Matt was saying, we've had for a few years now people who served in Afghanistan and then their children are now serving in that same war. We're now at a point where people served in Afghanistan and there are people serving in Afghanistan who weren't alive when the U.S. government first invaded Afghanistan. We're a few years away, uh, Nate, from a situation where there are going to be people serving in Afghanistan whose grandparents – served in Afghanistan that may have already happened at this point I was trying to do the math in my head I'm not sure I'm sure at least uh, certainly there were often people that served as maybe higher officers who now have grandkids that are serving but we're gonna have a situation where people who served as kids uh, or as you know young people in their 20s in Afghanistan a few years from now they're gonna have their first generation of grandkids that are fighting in this and as far as i can tell and you can correct me if i'm wrong we haven't really seen any indication certainly not from the biden administration that that's going to end anytime soon
2: right matter of fact uh it it seems well that they they already moved troops into syria with with without much time in office which was mm-hmm. a bad move. that we, we felt that was a very bad move. It's the wrong direction to yep. take us in. Uh, the other thing that, that a lot of people are failing or forgetting to remember is that Afghanistan has a younger brother. The war in Afghanistan has a younger brother, the war in Iraq. That one just hit its 18th birthday. So we have the, the two longest uh, wars in American history where we still have troops serving in both of those conflicts. Yep. Yeah that's
1: it is it is mind-boggling and and you know I've had people tell me well this isn't as bad as Vietnam because Vietnam had a longer or had had a, a higher um uh, fatality number of, of American soldiers that were killed to which I say okay I I don't think the people living there would say that it's better than than Vietnam was and also right. you know it's like Vietnam it was based on a lie uh the Gulf of Tonkin uh was the was the the um the, the pretext for uh, for the invasion of, um, of Vietnam, and we now know from the, the Pentagon Papers that a lot of that was fabricated or uh, um, way grossly over over exaggerated, and uh, and now you know with the with the Afghanistan papers, we had our own Gulf of Tonkin when it came to Afghanistan, and certainly with Iraq, with the the you know the yellow cake and the you know the WMDs and all of that stuff. I'm curious if and so we 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 put the links uh both the the text EEW to 46262 and also the link that people can click to uh write their members of congress to urge them to end the war in Afghanistan. We put that in the uh, in the comments and uh Justico Mitchell, one of our our fans, has said that he just signed them all and it was just so easy. So folks, if you want a way that's you know, uh, you know, uh, an easy way to let everyone uh, in in government know how you feel about ending these wars. Uh, these are two incredible ways to do it. Um, uh, Jimmy Lee just said he uh, just came back from signing it. Took less than thirty seconds. So this is a uh, uh, an incredibly quick and easy way to let people know. So be sure to do that. I, I'm curious, Nate. Does uh, 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 CV8 have? a uh, an official position or do you yourself have a position on what is happening in in Yemen and the U.S. government's involvement in that
2: um I I don't know that we have an official uh an official stance on that yet and I'm gonna I'm gonna take the um I'm gonna I'm gonna respectfully bow out of that one
1: okay no and that's fine and I assume
2: yeah I assumed
1: that that might be the case because There aren't veteran U.S. uh, active duty or veterans involved directly in it. It, It's something that's being sponsored and and carried out by others. But I was just curious if you had one. So what what is the you know, obviously we let our our um, you know, we have to let our our congressmen and, and, and President Biden know about this. What are some of the other things that you know, how can how else can people help? Concerned Veterans for America to get the message out and to be a part of your efforts uh, on behalf of veterans and on behalf of a, of a more sane foreign policy?
2: Right. So the first thing is what we just talked about, uh, signing our I volunteer petitions. A lot of people forget that politicians, once they're elected, they're not just fire and forget missiles. They have to be told what to do and how to legislate, or they're not going to legislate and govern the way that we expect them to. So right. first and foremost, we have to tell them what we expect of them this is a, a great way to do it on on these issues like foreign policy and and uh, va healthcare reform um another thing that you can do is go to our website find out which states have chapters in them like new mexico and if you're here get a hold of me i'll i'll give you my phone number my my email address is nbanks at cv 4 aorg you can email me and i'll get back to you we'll meet up for coffee um, reach out to your your local offices and, and ask what you can do to get get involved. We do we do uh, organized phone banks we'll, we do neighborhood canvassing campaigns. we We do issue advocacy mo- more than anything such as the foreign policy.
1: That's fantastic. that's great. That's, Matt and I both put your uh, email address in the comments at the exact same time. At the exact same time. uh, You have no excuse not to know uh, Nate's email because it's there in very fast succession, one after the other.
0: One of of us spelled it wrong. (laughs) I I don't know which one of us.
1: No, yours just has a capital N.
0: Well, one of us has an A and one of us has a nine.
1: Oh, God. Everyone ignore (laughs) the one with a nine. Let me put that in.
0: Yeah. (laughs)
1: only I click, which click on the one which
0: because we were literally less than a second apart um,
1: there we go okay ignore the first one and and pay attention to the to, to the last two ones folks um but that's n banks n b a n k s at c v v four the number four a dot org um so yes. nate before we let you go just anything else that you didn't get a chance to say well, i want to make sure that uh cva is getting and you are getting the the chance to talk to our audience about whatever you want to talk about when it comes to what you guys are doing and uh in case we in case we forgot any questions to ask you
2: well first matt asked me what brought me to cva and honestly it was the awesome swag matter of fact i've got the same shirt that he's wearing (laughs) i just missed out on that joke earlier um (laughs) honestly just get involved people like to like to play monday morning quarterback on the on social media and complain about what's going wrong, but very few people like to get off the couch and get involved. So my challenge to everybody is get up, make a phone call, knock on a door, tell the politicians how you want them to to act.
0: Yeah. um, I got to say, like, I I actually went to, uh, I think it was two separate events with CVA here in Tampa. And both of the times that I went, um, great crowds, a lot of fun to be around, um, Everybody that I met that was involved in the organization uh, were good people. They were uh, a lot of fun to be. They were uh, they were a lot of fun to be around. I had some good discussions with them um, I, up until I started drinking, and then who knows? I can't tell you. Um, but uh, but you're right. The swag. I've had this shirt since I think 2013, and it is still one of my favorite shirts.
2: It's one of mine too. <laughs> yeah,
0: just it's, it's Matt's bragging shirt. about
1: the fact. Matt's bragging about the fact that he hasn't gained any weight for eight years. Um, so, also, <laughs>
0: I, <laughs> I have lost 50 pounds and gained 40 of it back in that time frame.
1: Wow. Fantastic. We're very proud of you. Um, Thank you. So, folks, uh, be sure to share this right now. And in the comments or caption of when you're sharing it, uh, put the link to CV4 for, for, uh, for the Concerned Veterans website. It's CV4, the number four, A.org. Uh, and let people know to watch this and see what Conver- Concerned Veterans of America is doing and uh, and to go to that website link to see how they can help, uh, maybe even put in the, uh, the texting uh, EEW to 46262. And, um, Nate, thanks so much again for coming on. We really appreciate your time.
2: Absolutely. Thank you. Check us out on Facebook, uh, Concerned Veterans for America, Concerned mm-hmm. Veterans for America, New Mexico. Check us out on Twitter, at Concerned Vets, and at Concerned Vets NM. Um, thank you so much for having me. This is great. Absolutely.
1: Definitely. And again, please, you could come please. Pl- yes, we are very glad you could come on. And, and again, please apologize for Matt to everyone at AFP. <laughs> to
0: everyone at, not,
1: at yeah. At, at not just the CVA, just to, just to be safe. Everyone with AV, just AFP, just make sure everyone and every branch of Americans <laughs> for Prosperity know that Matt Wright is very sorry for the first roughly 20 years of his existence.
2: Fantastic <laughs> will do.
1: <laughs> All right, thank you, man. Have a great night. Thank you. Appreciate it. Bye. Well folks
0: For anybody We this, did it. This was me at that event. Who's that? <laughs> that is me and Ayla Brown at that event. If you oh. notice my face, uh the rosy cheeks and the uh the the, the alcohol swell in the cheeks. That's pretty incredible, yep. man. That was legitimately like I just pulled that up. That is legitimately like a week and a half before I quit drinking.
1: Was it after looking at that photo?
0: No. No. I I made a bet with somebody. Um, now,
1: see, now I'm trying to think, like, who can I invite to the show that would know me back when I would get high? Allegedly. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Al- allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. No one gets high in South Carolina. We don't have a statute of limitations. Um, it's my mom <laughs> <laughs> like? I don't. I don't know. So, folks, join us next week for our special guest, my mom. <laughs> Man, we're people gonna are
0: going to expect that. and Yeah, I... no, we're
1: not going to have my mom. Hey, if you donate $6,000 uh, between now and Tuesday, we will have my mom on. And she'll hit me with the salmon hot dog. Please, people, donate $6,000 between
0: Please. now and next Tuesday.
1: Please. You can so, make this happen.
0: This weekend.
1: Oh, Justico Mitchell. I got high in a boat once. Me too. I also got high in a boat in international waters once and it then was very sober by the time i got back to america this
0: uh this weekend is a it it is a big muddied waters weekend yes not because of anything oh but, gosh you know, yeah uh it yes. is my it is it is my birthday on friday and it is uh tasha and tasha Cohen spouse is anniversary on <laughs> Saturday. On Saturday. So,
1: yeah. Tasha. Cohen's you know, if,
0: if if I was able to get through the entire introduction, I wasn't even going to say your name. I was just going to say,
1: with me as Cohen's always, t- Tasha
0: and Spice. Spouse.
1: Let me let me pull this up for people who aren't getting the reference, uh, because. And it, if you're on
0: audio, kinda... you're not going to see it, but. Um,
1: oh well, yeah. For those of you, I mean, really, the video experience is better, guys. You know, YouTube, Facebook, whatever. But we also love our audio people but i will read it for the benefit of the audio people uh so that they know what's happening right now where is it there nope nope Mm, not yet here we go is it (sighs) laser
0: legends birthday is on friday as well
1: are both of my matt's birthdays on friday Maybe
0: but I, I mean, we're gonna have to wait for the delay for to get that answer. Um.
1: <laughs> so I was in uh, I was in the Libertarian Party of Alabama convention this past weekend, and uh, I had a great time. John Mons and I have become bookend buddies at this point uh, in Atlanta the weekend before uh, I opened the convention and he closed the convention with his speech. Then at this one, he opened the convention and I closed. The speech, and, But so when I got there, everyone excitedly showed me the program there, and it says uh, at the top, it's got the speakers, John Mons right there, John Mons, and it gives his little, uh, his little, um, his bio there, and then it's got me, Tasha Cohen's spouse. <laughs> <laughs> this was on the program that they gave to the couple hundred people that showed up to the... Tasha Cohen's spouse, it says, as the 2020, and and at no point does it say my name. So as the 2020 Libertarian Party vice presidential candidate, Tasha Cohen's spouse has caught the attention of people of all ages with his grounded and approachable style. A successful entrepreneur, her spouse built and sold a web design business and moved on to political activism and became a podcast host on Muddy Waters Media. Tasha's spouse has become a regular guest on Kennedy, blah, blah, blah. I can't see what the rest of it says. This is how people do me. This is how I'm done by the people. Um, but this, this weekend – This is how
0: you are done.
1: This is how things are done to me, Spike Cohen. Um, but so uh, next uh, – well, this weekend, Matt, happy birthday. Uh on you. Your happy birthday is on Friday. And thank you so much. And I will be spending my anniversary in Oklahoma City. So we will be at the oh, – Oak. Tasha and I will both be at the Oklahoma Libertarian Party's 2021 – uh, state convention, and uh, because they're so happy that we're there on our anniversary, they're rolling out the red carpet. I'm actually going to be speaking at the at their founders' dinner. I will be talking about the joy of being my wife's spouse. I don't know what I'm I don't <laughs> know what I'm going to say. I don't know what's going to happen, but I mean it's our anniversary, so it would be apropos. Um, but before that, uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, the 14th, gosh, 24th. Wednesday, the 24th, my guest tomorrow is Scott Horton with Antiwar.com and the Libertarian Institute. Uh, He is an absolute giant in the libertarian foreign policy world of libertarian foreign policy. And uh, he's going to be on. We're going to be talking about foreign policy. We're going to be talking about the situation in China. We're going to be talking about the genocide in Yemen. We're going to be talking about a lot of stuff. As much stuff as he'll let me talk to him about, we will be live tomorrow at 8 p.m. Eastern, uh, and then something special is happening on Thursday. is that right, Matt?
0: Nope.
1: Oh, that's next Thursday. Next Thursday. So everyone. So next. So then this weekend I'll be in A- Oklahoma. A- April
0: first, something special is happening. Get ready. April
1: first next thursday something special is happening what you're not gonna believe what
0: you're gonna have to tune in to find out
1: tune in to find out what's happening next thursday so i again i'll be in oklahoma uh and uh so if you're anywhere near uh it's actually in moore oklahoma which is like a suburb just south of oklahoma city but if you're anywhere near the okc area Come on out to the Libertarian Party of Oklahoma's 2021 convention. And come see me, Spike Cohen. Uh, And go to, for more information, go to OKLP.org. And then come right back here next week where me, Spike Cohen, and Matt Wright, who will be one entire year older than he is this very moment, uh, will be doing our next episode of The Muddy Waters of Freedom, where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events. At what time are we doing that?
0: Did we, de- did we decide at 7 oh, or did yeah. we decide oh, at 8.30? Because I know oh, that we yeah, need no. to move it.
1: Yeah, so it's going to be 7. Yeah, and I'm going to be in an airport. <laughs> Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm going to be in an airport. Oh. I'm gonna found, we found a nice quiet part of the Charlotte. And for anyone who knows the airport we're going to be in, this is going to make you really laugh. We're going to be in the Charlotte airport. Which is like the busiest airport ever, and but but I did find what should promise to be a quiet concourse right around the A B connector, where hopefully oh, yeah, there shouldn't be, be too real many hundreds of people there. Well, I mean I can talk normally. So, and uh,
0: our good friend uh, Brian Scott Lambert is saying you'll be on the plane.
1: Mm-mm, no, uh, the plane uh, uh, we take off at eight fifty. So we're gonna be wrapping up at 8:30, so I can jump on with Group Three, getting onto the airplane because they'll start boarding at 8:20. <laughs> it's gonna be a seat of your pants <laughs> episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. <laughs> oh, you thought last week's episode was a clusterfuck? Watch <laughs> next week.
0: But you know what? Oh. I got the audio shit figured out for next week. So nice. Why don't? At least, well, don't. <laughs> when, at least when you go out, I can just go to music and completely screw our channel like you did that one time.
1: You can. Oh gosh, like the thing <laughs> I did when I was playing music. Yeah. Oh yeah, man, played
0: American Pie, <laughs> and it
1: got, <laughs> got <off> our Facebook. <laughs> channel blocked. So we'll do that. Um, everyone enjoyed the music until then. Um. So yeah. Next next week, I'm gonna be, and every ten minutes, you'll hear a, a rousing message from Charlotte Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms, and uh, I think that's her name. Fun
0: reminder Keisha. to not pick up any bags or accept bags from anybody. Oh you no, don't she's know. talking
1: about stopping the spread of COVID-19 by socially distancing. At no V. Lyles. Wait, who's Keisha Lance Bottoms? Are you gonna be in a mask? I have to.
2: That's going to make the audio
1: even better. (laughs) Oh, Keisha Lance Bottoms is the mayor of Atlanta. That's why. I've heard her name a lot, too, because I'm in the Atlanta airport a lot. Um, So we'll be hearing some rousing speeches from V. Lyles. I wonder how long I can go without wearing them. I'm going to get kicked out of the airport for not wearing a mask on the show.
0: Well, that'll make it such a better show.
1: I mean, that's true. So, folks. Be sure to tune in, into that next week. That'll be fun for everyone. 7 p.m. to whenever the hell my wife comes and tells me to stop doing the show because we got to get on the plane before it takes off so we can get home. Yeah.
0: Oh, I'm so excited for this. I'm, um... excited.
1: I'm excited for you. Um, I get so... to stream
0: twice next week. Um... I get to stream
1: twice next week. So, folks – uh, have a great weekend. Come see me in Oklahoma or see Matt in the Tampa area for his birthday. Come like find him. Or see me in Oklahoma for my anniversary. These are reasons to see people. And then come right back here next week. Same muddied place, slightly different muddy time. It's gonna be at 7 p.m. instead of eight ish. It's gonna be at seven ish for another rousing episode of the muddy waters of freedom. Where Matt Wright and I parse through the week's events like uh, two very scared men, one of whom is in an airport. And the other one's in charge of streaming. Um. (laughs) So, folks, thanks so much for tuning in. We will see you very soon. In fact, see you tomorrow. Come see us tomorrow on My Fellow Americans and where we're going. And if you want to find us online. Oh, gosh. Yeah, Matt, if if, (laughs) – If someone was trying to find us on the internet, is that even possible?
0: You know, it would be possible, Spike. Oh,
1: good. It would
0: absolutely be possible. If you're one of the old school listeners who really enjoy the sweet, sultry, buttery, dulcet tones of our voice. Hi. uh, Hello. All you have to do is head over to
4: anchor.fm. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Yes. Anchor.fm. Where you can subscribe. And you can also leave us messages that we will normally play live on the air. Usually, usually we'll play it on the air. This is a phone. This is a, a phone. Sounds like... On a, is that ASMR? I don't know. But you can also we, donate money to us. Give us money. And we... Next week. This week, we have one really great question from this week the that we couldn't question. play, so that we, we will be playing play. next week. We're definitely playing that next week. That'll be the first one we play next week. So we're really That's looking forward to that. Yes, it will be. Yeah, it will be the first one we play next week. But you can yes. definitely donate money to us, and yes. we can get somebody to do all of this for us. Please, and that would, please, that would be great because please, I want money. to pay some. I want to create a job for somebody. I want to
0: be a job creator and not have to do this. <laughs> or you can find this in every other episode at muddiedwatersmedia.com.
1: Well, that is fantastic. Well, folks, we will see you next week. We will see you next week. Um, and, actually, no, again, tomorrow. Come see me tomorrow right here. My, my fellow Americans, APM, Scott Horton. Then see me this weekend in Oklahoma uh, at the convention, or see and then see us next week, next Tuesday, for another rousing episode of the Muddy Waters of Freedom. Folks, thanks so much again for tuning in, and where we're going, we don't need roads.